the Yancey Richardson Gallery has this like side room that's about the size of a one-car garage. Right now, the walls are painted a deep, dark blue and hold 10 framed drawings. When you walk in, they look like blank pieces of paper. Each piece of paper, though, contains hundreds of gold dots. It looks like someone spilled a tablespoon of tiny gold beads. Or since we've just entered the holidays, uh, little gold nonpareils, like the sprinkles on Christmas cookies right now. Anyway, on each piece of paper, they're in different arrangements, these hundreds of gold dots. And some, they're in these circular clumps that almost look like high-speed photographs of fireworks. Another looks almost like the tail of a comet going from the bottom left to the top right. Another is a gradient, fully dense on the left and then slowly fading into nothing across the right. The dots are in fact made with a braille punch, a device used to make bumps on pieces of paper so the blind can read, and then each tiny dot gold-leafed by hand. But that's not the labor-intensive part. Each dot is numbered by hand. There's a tiny, tiny number in pencil, handwritten next to every single dot, numbering them from 1 to 445. The works are titled Halos. I believe that the number one job of any work of art is to make you curious. Whatever the artist is trying to say, whatever the work is about, wherever the piece is trying to take you, is unsuccessful unless you are first curious. And the second thing a work of art should do is give you a breadcrumb, give you a direction to pursue that curiosity. In this case, it is the title Halos and the number 445. The artist, Rachel Perry, is a little OCD. And when at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, which is a relatively small museum, she counted all of the halos represented on paintings in the museum and arrived at the number 445. Each gold dot represents a halo at the Gardner Museum in Boston. There's not just 445 dots on each piece of paper. There's 445 pieces of paper. Rachel committed to doing 445 versions of the 445 dots, which I'm pulling my calculator now. 445 times 445. Which is a total of 198,025 dots. So there's two things that happen when I look at this. Number one, I can't help but feel this obsessive level of craziness and want to understand the object of her obsession just a little bit more. So what sparked Rachel Perry's curiosity in counting the halos in the first place was one particular painting at the Gardner Museum. A painting by Sandro Botticelli, the guy who did The Birth of Venus. The title is Virgin and Child with an Angel. There's three figures in the painting, all pretty tightly packed next to each other in the composition. Mary is taking up almost the entire right side of the painting. She is seated holding baby Jesus in her lap. And on the left side is what appears to be maybe a 12 or 13-year-old boy with red curly hair. I assume only by the title that that is the angel. 
but each of them has a halo. But it's, but it's not what you're thinking. It looks like a physical, real thing. It looks like a 14-inch glass plate that is speckled with hundreds of gold dots that is then worn on the crown of their head at an angle, similar to like a large sun hat in like a fashion shoot. My point is, this is just a room of gold dots on pieces of paper, and, and yet now I'm obsessed with this one particular painting. I can't wait to go to Boston to visit it in person. And I've gone down the rabbit hole of, of the history of halos on Wikipedia, giving me this like new scavenger hunt and thing to enjoy at every single museum I visit in the future. All because Rachel Perry was successful at igniting curiosity. Rachel Perry is on view at Yancey Richardson Gallery through December 8th. So I'm just getting into halos now, but here's what I know so far. So halos, uh, not a Christian thing at all. It originated in Greek art, depicted on the god Helios, which is where it gets its name. Helios was the god of the sun, and he was depicted like on those Greek vases and such with a circle around his head. And then like hundreds of years later, sometime around the fourth century, artists started putting that circle around Jesus's head to kind of represent him as a god. You, you could take it as far as saying the son of God. Ooh. Anyway, over the next 200 years, those circles slowly found themselves on angels and then Mary and the saints. But here's the thing. Art at that time was two-dimensional, flat surfaces. So it was super easy to put a circle around someone's head. But enter the Renaissance, when artists started experimenting with hyper-realism and three-dimensionality in art, and nobody knew what to do with that circle. So that Botticelli painting of like what I'm calling the glass plate as a sun hat is an early experimentation with how to represent what that circle would look like in the real world. We've now pretty much settled on the gold ring that hovers above an angel's head. But if you're dressing uh, as an angel this year for any reason, uh, my advice is to take that pipe cleaner halo that you're wearing and tilt it all the way back so that circle is vertical, you will be more historically accurate. My name is David. You can find out more about me and all of the awesome art and ideas that I am finding at the2percent.com, www.the2percent.com.